welcome back to I'm Trying the Podcast. It's your host, Emily, coming at you with another solo episode. Now, this is a re-recorded intro to apologize for all the technical mishaps in this episode, but we'll get through it. Please enjoy, and I'll do better next time. I am absolutely wound. It's, I mean, it's 8.30 p.m., so it's not like it's that late. But still, for this grandma, for this 22-year-old grandma, 8.30 is usually when I'm starting to think about winding down for bed. And then I try to be to bed by 10, you know, but it, it takes time to get there, you know. But tonight, I am just, I'm hyped. I don't know what it is. I've been having nightmares for like the last six nights in a row, not sleeping great, waking up all throughout the night, waking up super early. I was up at 4.30 fucking a.m. this morning before a full day of work. And so maybe it's just my body sort of reacting to lack of sleep by getting false energy. I don't know. I feel like that usually happens. We all have those nights where you're on like two, three hours of sleep. And for some reason you feel great that day, like you speed through the day and then you eventually crash. But for the time being, here I am full of energy, ready to record. Now I have to say, I must admit, I must, you know, spill the tea here. I have tried to record this episode. This is the fourth time now. The first three, (laughs) I, I thought, hey, let's try recording a podcast while I'm walking. I get my best thoughts, my energy, my speech flows. I feel like I channel when I walk. I, I, I always say like walk and talks with friends are the best conversations because of this exact reason. You're moving energy through your body as you're speaking the words and creating energy. I think that when we speak and when we even think of words, we're creating energy in our bodies. And if we're sitting still, that energy just, I don't know, I feel like it gets pent up. And that's why I'm sitting here doing dramatic hand gestures all by myself in my apartment. (laughs) Because I need to find some way to channel and move this energy that I'm creating by speaking, you know, by, by creating this podcast for you all. And so I thought, let's try doing it while walking. Well, the first time, <laughs> uh, somehow my microphone wasn't working. And so I went to download the 10 minute or 15 minute long recording only to realize there was nothing there. So that was a fail. And then the next time, um, I forget what happened, but once again, did not have a recording. And then the third time it recorded but it sounded like shit because I was out walking on a windy day. The, the noise, the background noise in the AirPods that I was using was horrific and you could barely understand me. So here I am, fourth try is going to be Timber. Sorry, Timber just knocked over some packages and scared me. And now he's licking my arm because he thinks I'm upset with him. And I kind of am, but it's okay. Anyway, so let's dive into this episode. It's going to be a bit all over the place, a bit rambly as per usual, but especially so because I've talked about three different topics, each of those failed attempts. And so this episode is going to be a summarized version touching on all of those topics. So let's just dive in. Stream of consciousness. This is how my mind works. This is what I'm going through. This is life lately. Maybe you relate. Maybe you don't but I'm sure you'll take something away from this conversation, this one-sided <laughs> conversation, this, this conversation between me and my Blue Yeti microphone. No, between me and you listening. 
I really wish we could converse back and forth someday. Someday we'll make it happen somehow, some way. But anyway, so diving into it, where to begin? So for some context, in case you're a longtime listener or you're brand new, I've been in this world of self-help, personal growth, wellness, uh, personal development, mental health, emotional, like any word, any fill in the blank word, spirituality, the woo-woo shit, whatever, like fill in any word there in that genre. And I've, I've been in this world of it for about six years now but really in it for the last four, ever since I started this podcast and my Instagram and all of that jazz. However, during that time, right, I've been evolving all throughout it. I've been going through some really hard shit. I had a lot of trauma as a child. I had a very long, 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 still recovering from journey with eating disorders as a teenager. I had chronic illness. I had death and grief and just a real, real hard time, as most of us do. But I had a lot that I was working through. And so here I am, year 22, I'll be 23 in January, and I finally feel like I'm making some headway with this journey. I feel like I am finally, honestly starting like a new novel of my life. And I think the past 12 years was a very long, drawn out, (laughs) sorrowful, traumatic, not great, not fun to read novel. And I feel like literally since this, or honestly, maybe from the beginning of 2022 has been the start of a new novel, a new era, one may say. And I joke that my life is like a sitcom. All of our lives are like a sitcom, right? And you have episodes and main characters and plot twists and protagonists and antagonists and, you know, the little, the little filler characters and the background people. And you have these moments that feel so aesthetically perfect, like a movie scene and then you have the real behind the scenes. Months of the year, I, I did fall down and I crumbled. And I, I've shared about this before, but I had days where I questioned whether I wanted to live. And I questioned whether I could do another day. And I went into work literally crying, couldn't talk. I pushed people out of my life. I almost sabotaged a bunch of friendships, almost literally sabotaged all my work, was giving up on anything and everything myself, like indefinitely. And I went through those insanely dark times and I went over it through them again and again. And it took me a while, but with time and with a lot of inner work, a lot of therapy, a lot of resources and tools and practices that I've picked up over time, I was able to pick myself back up again and stand up. And I have this quote that I wrote a long time ago and it's hanging on my wall in front of me right now. And I really feel like it's almost like a mantra for my life. And it, it reads, I decided to be strong without realizing just how soon I'd need to stand tall. And that has been honestly just such a factor in my life for years now, right? And that's kind of what I kept in the back of my mind for these past eight months especially, is that I knew I might not be to the point yet in which I could stand tall and be so happy and joyful and grateful for my life, 
but I knew month after month that all I had to do was remain strong a little bit longer and a little bit longer until eventually that strength kept growing and I could stand tall. And that's where I'm at today. And that's what's really prompting this entire episode. Now, that being said, you also all know if you've listened to me for a while, I'm not one to be here all toxic positivity and be strong, don't cry, put on a strong face. Fuck no. Guys, I've literally had panic attacks in front of my employees at my work because I'm, I mean, I didn't want to have panic attacks in front of them, but I was, I mean, in the moment, the first time I had a little bit of shame. And then after that, like, I will cry in front of people. I will show my weak, not even my weakness. I will show my softness. I will show my emotions. I am not afraid to show up in all the ways because being strong does not mean you tough it and you brave it and you don't let yourself cry and you don't let yourself crumble. No, no, no. Being strong is just different for everyone. I can't even tell you what it means because it's so different and unique to each of us. And so for me, I had to really take time to redefine what strong meant for me. And for a while, being strong meant allowing myself to rest and allowing myself to take some time off of all my work and just do some work. And it meant... It meant, you know, prioritizing things like therapy and my mental health and sleep. And it meant setting boundaries with people in my life and things in my life. And so being strong meant a multi- multiple different things, and it still does to me. But regardless, it was the reminder I needed in those times to just keep going, to just keep trying. And that's truly what inspired this entire relaunch of the podcast. This past summer, I relaunched to I'm Trying as the podcast name. And guys, I just realized, I think I literally introed this episode as Let's Thrive. Because right before this, I was walking and I was reminiscing on all the old Let's Thrive episodes. But it's I'm Trying. Oh my goodness. I'm going to go back and edit and change it. But just so y'all know, that was a little fuck up I did behind the scenes. Hee <laughs> hee. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's, that's why I switched this to I'm Trying. Because I realized... I'm just trying. I'm trying my best every damn day, even if I'm trying my best is like absolute shit. (laughs) Like every day that I choose to get up and go again is trying. And some days I, you know, would try in different ways and in probably better ways, but regardless, I did it. And you can too. And so that brings us to today in which I just feel as though myself and my life has shifted so so drastically since September 1st like two months or a month and a half ago and I don't know how to explain it besides telling that context that story I just told you all of how dark and tragic of a place I've been in for the last eight months and to now feel like since September 1st you know not September 1st on the dot but in that like literal week things started to shift in such a way And I just, I can't even express it. And I feel like people in my life are seeing it. They're seeing it in my eyes. They're seeing it in the way I talk. They're seeing it in the way that I'm like finding passion and love again and the way I'm showing up for them as friends. And what happened was that all the work I did for the past eight months, all the tests that I had to go through, all the dark shit that I was processing and releasing from my body, because that is healing. Healing is working through the hard times working through the darkness, but to work through it, you have to process it and you have to release it. 
And that's not always fun. <laughs> you know, I mean, things don't process and release just like, I mean, sometimes, sometimes things pass through very easily. But other times it brings up a lot. And if you're not properly equipped or supported or supporting yourself to work through that, it can be really challenging. And I wasn't equipped to work through all the trauma. And that's why it hit me so hard at first. But over time, I built up the tools and the practices and the boundaries and the prioritizations to support myself in that journey. And because of that, I was able to honestly find my light again. And I have a tattoo on my arm that says love in the light. And I think a lot of people assume it's like a religious thing. <laughs> I, and I, know, I don't say that to be rude or anything. I just, I have a lot of, at the restaurant, I always get like compliments and comments about my tattoos and questions. And the ones that notice the love in the light one always end up showing me their semi-religious tattoo. Something about like, I don't know. I just, I, <laughs> I feel like love in the light, I don't know. It's not a religious tattoo though. What it means is it's a personal meaning to me of when you finally find that light again, when you're moving through the darkness and you find the light again, and not light as in God or anything outside of you, but the light like within you. And if that sounds cheesy or corny, sorry, but it's the truth. I mean, we're literal like energy beings, right? I mean, we have like a fully functioning body, mind, spirit. And I think because of that, we have like a light inside of us. And when you can find that light again and you can choose to live and to love in that light, life just, I don't know, it just shifts and it grows. And I feel like I have found my life and my love in the light again. And I've gone through those dark times and I've processed it. And while that doesn't mean it won't still come up, right? And that's part of the story I'm going to tell <laughs> once I get around to it. It just means that it's the reminder of life ebbs and flows. There's high times, there's low times, there's light and there's dark. I mean, it's a tale as old as time and we all know it. Nothing is static or linear. Everything shifts and evolves and changes. And it doesn't ha and I don't like to think of things as like cycles or circles because that to me feels like the equivalent of being of eventually getting stuck or trapped in that cycle, which Anyone that's had an eating disorder or anxiety or depression knows that secular behaviors and secular habits and lifestyles can honestly make you feel very stuck and can keep you very stuck in a certain way of living. And so I do like to think of things as more of ebbs and flows, highs and lows, literally this just like infinity roller coaster that just goes up and down. And, you know, you'll have times that are smooth sailing and rough times and all the times. <laughs> but but yeah, so what I think really changed for me is that since September, well, I hit another really, really low in August when I had my nasal reconstruction surgery for my deviated septum. And I had another night, it was the first night in like three months in which I was just really questioning like, what is the point in all of this? And it's a really scary thought to have. And it's not an amazing feeling <laughs> at all. Um, and when I had that, it actually like scared me enough to eventually, three days later, pull myself out of this really bad spiral I was in and say, fuck this, I am reclaiming my life. And it's time that the changes I've been wanting to make for the past one, two, three years, it's time for them to happen. 
and like they are happening now and the first thing well I did a few little things you know I I started to think about what practices I really wanted to prioritize you know and what lifestyle things I really wanted to prioritize that I knew would support me in this hopeful evolution you know of feeling better and so some simple things which we all know and we all know and love um getting back into meditation daily journaling prioritizing sleep really getting clear on my visions and where I wanted my life to go you know trying to finally start reaching out for new job opportunities um reaching out to just surround myself with the type of people that I really want to be surrounded with. So trying to find more community, finding books to read and ways to stimulate and, you know, and yeah, stimulate and really just challenge my brain into learning and processing things again, just to try to help and get out of these like sort of thought loop patterns I was getting stuck in. And then the biggest change and what's really been the catalyst for everything else is that I signed up for a breathwork certification course. And I talked about this in at least one or two other episodes, but I just, guys, like it's been almost two months now and I just can't believe the difference this course has made in my life. And I mean, it's, it's not the course, but it's what it's teaching me. It's teaching me breathwork, which has truly been just such, as I said before, a catalyst for so much change. We do not realize how insanely overstimulated and burnt out our nervous systems are day after day after day, right? I'm someone I've been through, like, I'm not, I'm not even, I don't know. I don't want to, I guess I'll just say it and then explain what I mean by it. I've been through a lot, right? Like my body has been in a trauma state since I was eight years, like seven years old when I first realized my mom was dying. And for the next three years, I'd have nightmares about her dying. And I knew in the back of my mind, she's dying. I got anxiety about leaving her side, right? Like my trauma story started then. And it, it's lasted until now. And there's still stuff I'm processing. And I'm not saying that to be like, I'm better. or I have more trauma or I have more this, whatever it is. But I'm just saying like, that's one example. Another example is my cousin who as an eight, nine-year-old, watched his parents get divorced, watched his entire life shift and change, and that was the beginning of his trauma story. Or this could relate to another friend who started getting bullied when she was five, six, seven years old in kindergarten. And that bullying started her trauma story and affected her outlook on life and how her body responded to triggers for the rest of her life or until she decided to work on it, right? We all have a trauma story. And for most of us, I'd say all of us, it starts when we're young because we're so new and innocent and malleable in this world. And no matter how big or small the trauma is, once you start, once your trauma story starts, if you're not working through processing and releasing that trauma, those experiences, those emotions, those feelings, it starts to get trapped and stored in your body. And I've talked about this on podcast episodes before too, but I just want to reiterate it because it is so important. And so what breathwork has taught me as part of the science behind it is that our nervous systems are getting triggered like just every, every single day, all day long. Not all day long, that's being dramatic. You might have some days where you're fine, but we're being triggered by things we don't even realize, right? 
and we're being set off and just affected in ways that we just we really aren't even aware of and this doesn't mean like right we all know our triggers where we actually feel it and we know ooh, that's a trigger for me or ooh, i'm frustrated i'm angry whatever it is but there's also all these other like little subtle triggers and stressors and just stress releasing experiences in our life every single day because that's living right stress is a part of life but I think we've just all lived in such a culture and world where we're just inundated with it and just honestly flooded with this stress and these stressors on our nervous systems like every single day and so what breathwork has taught me is to really re-regulate my entire systems to help me rewire my brain and how my nervous system triggers this aspect of my brain. I need to study my notes again. <laughs> I need to practice for my testing. But um, it's amazing the science behind it of just understanding the different parts of the brain, where our nervous system sing- signals to each part when there is a perceived threat in our day. That perceived threat could literally be a f- like, I don't know, a bug flying at your face and you think it's something else coming at your face, right? Like just to the smallest minute way, perceived threats are then releasing stress hormones and this chemical reaction in our body. And unless we release it that day, that's getting added to that stored up, stored up experience, stored up emotion, everything in the body. And so breathwork has really, I think, been helping me re-regulate in a way that like my brain and my mind are working in ways they never have before my emotions are being regulated and expressed in ways they never have before right like I I've grown accustomed to how my brain works and how my body feels and it's crazy to feel it shifting now suddenly since I've started this course in September since I've started doing a daily breathwork practice anywhere from five to 10 to 15 minutes. And then I'll sprinkle in a little bit of meditation. But it's crazy how powerful breath, the power of breathing, the most natural, involuntary and voluntary process in the body is so powerful and can do so much for us in good and bad ways. And so it's been amazing to see the change. And I was thinking on this honestly on my walk and I think what's been interesting is that I've always been someone to struggle with um, impulsive behaviors such as you know during my eating disorder days developing a lot of impulsive habits or impulsive actions you know thinking like like eating one or two cookies and being okay but having this sudden urge craving impulse to eat like more because I don't know when I'm getting more and I'm mentally restricting myself and next thing I know I've eaten six, seven, eight cookies or like impulse buying. I used to be very, very bad with impulsive buying, um, with impulsive speech. I would, I don't know. I would just guys would literally say like the first thing that comes to mind and I still do. And that's not always a bad thing, but it has been amazing (laughs) to notice in the past little while now, how my conversations with others has changed. And it's kind of uncomfortable at times because I find myself pausing to reflect and think before speaking. And I'm not used to that, right? We're so used to just like impulsively saying the first thing that comes to mind and bouncing back and forth and back and forth with whoever we're talking with. And next thing you know, you're just talking like this and it's going back and forth. And then you're like, <gasps> end of conversation. But now 
I talk and I pause and I reflect and I think about what I'm going to say back. And I don't always, not in like, it's not always or always in a weird way, but if I'm trying to have an intentional conversation with someone, I just, I'm not as impulsive. And even in my like actions and habits as well, I don't know guys, it's just wild to see how things are getting rewired and regulated in my body. And even like another example, right? When it comes to, I don't know, just sort of awareness. Uh, Another thing I would always do is that when I was going through a hard time, my coping mechanisms have always been without default, food, TV, and just like social media. And this past week, I was going through a really big funk because like I said, hard times, dark times can always pop back up. I've been working through a lot for the past week and it hasn't been, you know, as sunshine and rainbows. (laughs) But in the midst of those hard days, I kept telling myself as I was trying to get through the day, okay, tonight I'll make my dinner and I'll cozy up and I'll just watch TV all night long and I'll make my favorite cookies, right? And, And there's nothing wrong with that. I love that. I still do that. It is something I thoroughly enjoy. But there is a time and there is a place in which I'm using that as nothing more than a distracting coping mechanism. And sometimes that is okay. But sometimes it's not what's going to best support us in that moment. And what's cool is that in this past week, when I felt that, for two nights in a row, the first night, as I was about to literally like settle in with my food in my distraction TV show, and then probably stay up too late, you know, kind of like spend my night away on that. Just as I was about to, I just was like, actually, I think, I think I want to not. <laughs> I think I want to do some work for my breathwork course. And then I want to edit this reel. And then I want to read a little bit and go to bed early and I was like huh and part of me was all like honestly so set on just like following through with my routine coping mechanism for a bad day that I was like nah I should just watch tv and eat and I was like actually nah I don't want to and I mind you I wasn't hungry so it wasn't like a restriction thing I was just like literally it's just comfort and so then the next night same thing got down with work was getting ready for that type of night again and it hit me again of like actually I don't want to do that I think it'll put me in more of a funk tomorrow to wake up and not have these little like household chores and things done and have to scramble tomorrow and be in a funk again tomorrow versus if I just spend some time tonight doing that go to sleep earlier wake up tomorrow and have a better day hopefully And so I did it for a second night in a row. I had conscious awareness of the actions I was choosing to partake in. And it was such a funny, weird feeling. And then the next day I woke up and I was in a better place because of it. You know, I didn't feel rushed to start my day and I was well rested. And it was just, it was really cool, you know? And yeah, I just, it was really neat. And I, I don't know, I haven't really had that thought conscious part awareness ever like I've just every time I've thought that like I'm just gonna watch tv and eat tonight coping mechanism pop up I've done it like it has been my go-to thing for literally 
12 years now. 12 years, guys. And I found myself for the first time consciously choosing to not partake in it, which is wild to me. And maybe some of you can relate. You know, we all have like our coping mechanisms, our our ED habits, diet culture habits, anxiety habits, whatever they are. When you first start to break those habits and you start to change it with something else or swap it with something else or just honestly anything else besides it, it's such an interesting feeling. And you can kind of feel off kilter because you're like, oh, this is new. What do I do? (laughs) But but it's it's a nice thing, you know. So, so yeah, it's just been an interesting time. Like I said, although in this episode, I'm like, I feel great. Life's amazing. I feel better than ever before, blah, blah, blah. I have been in a major funk for the past week. And today, tonight, today, actually, today's been good, is the first time I've felt, you know, back to this level of yay-ness for the past week. Mind you, I, I do struggle with extreme emotional fluctuation before my period like borderline pmdd and so it is it was a lot of work for this past week to remain in a very sort of like neutral state versus my usual complete and utter spiral into an extremely depressive state so i'm very proud of myself for remaining more neutral than spiral (laughs) but it does feel good to kind of feel my light coming back again Um, But yeah, so that's just a reminder though, ups and downs guys, like you would have talked to me a few days ago, I would have been like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life and I want to cry, blah, 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 and now I feel better. So (laughs) just trust me, no matter where you're at, I don't know, we'll get through it, we'll do it. I feel like I don't even remember half of what I've said in this episode. I am hoping with all fingers crossed that it is a decent episode because I do not have the time nor desire to record another version of this for Tuesday. But that being said, apologies if it was very rambly. I don't know. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I love stream of consciousness podcasts. Honestly, they're my favorite. I find it very soothing. So hopefully this was soothing or helpful or I don't know, maybe just kept you from maybe just kept you company on a long day on your lunch break on a walk whatever it was I like those podcasts the one where it feels like it's just keeping you company I think it's very soothing and comforting so maybe that's this for you but if it is I'd love to connect I'd love to hear your thoughts let's connect I could always use somebody to talk to somebody to bounce ideas off of and overall I just have so much gratitude for you all so have a good one enjoy and until next time Bye.